That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Sidework presents Add-Ons with Brooke Van Poplin and Andrea Wallace. Oh my gosh, guys. It's something brand new. Yeah, you welcome, guys. Welcome. 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 Welcome, welcome to the Add-On. Yeah, you guys. Welcome to your very first episode of Add-On. I am your host, Andrea Wallace. And I'm Brooke Van Poplin. It feels good. It only took three years for us to start making some additional material, but we felt like it was time. Yeah, you guys here at Adam, we're going to dig a little deeper into all the O2 familiar items that make restaurants tick, starting today with maraschino cherries. What's up with your NPR voice right now? <laughs> I Looking want to your sound own script. good. <laughs> you do sound good. You have a fantastic speaking voice and demeanor about you. But yeah, here's guys, what we're going to do in the add-on is take all the little restaurant picadillos, oddities, mm-hmm. the things that like are not deserving of an entire side work episode, but very worthy of a super fun, informative, bizarre, like 15 to 20 minute breakdown. You down? Oh, God. Yeah. Let's just nerd out and dig deep and go for it. Uh, here we go. I'm trying. I'm not going to talk like I'm, I'm not going right. to talk like a radio DJ. There we go. <laughs> episode one, maraschino cherries. All right. So we all know them and then maybe love them. All right. So these bright and plump. I do. I do. Little, little balls of sugary delight adorn drink stations all over the world. Mm-hmm. And we all know exactly what they look like. We're looking at them right now. And I think we can all recall our first serving job because I think I was like, wait, do you mean I get to eat as many as I want? Well, right. When you or like as as a customer or a bartender, like if you were friends with the bartender, you would make fruit salad. Like every mm-hmm. time they weren't looking, your dirty little fingers would open the little plastic top and you'd the, the maraschinos in my mind are less scummy because you can grab them by the stem when True. you're putting your disgusting fingers into yeah. their little speed bar. But absolutely. I mean, like, we all know what it's like to be super hungry, but deciding to drink and then trying to make a dinner out of free maraschino cherries. But what the hell are maraschino cherries, Brooke? Okay, first of all, maraschino cherries, you know, there's an old wives' tale that they don't digest in your stomach mm-hmm. for like seven years or something. It's mm-hmm. either that or bubble gum, but or maraschino. They're bleached or soaked in formaldehyde. I heard that ones um, that I have heard. But, you know, we will we want to get to the pit of what makes these gross orbs so coveted in the bar and restaurant world today. So let's start with a little history. Okay. All right. So mid 19th century, the original version was made from Morasca cherries. So they're a sour, dark Mm -hmm. variety grown in what's now modern day Croatia. Which after why have we never been? Why have we never been? We got to go. I would like to go to there. Um, so after the harvest, the fruits brined in seawater, and then they preserve it in a liqueur that's made from its own juices with also like ground up pits and stems in there. I mean, fucking yum. Yum, yum, yum. 
they it's like using all the buffalo, you know? Yeah. Use <laughs> all the parts. This is like super duper soaking in its own cherry juices, bits and pieces. I love it. So now, okay. The most famous brand, right? What are you thinking of when you are a class act bartender? What do we reach for? You know, is a jar of Luxardo. Luxardo. Luxardo cherries. Jar of cherries. I will pay. Actually, I'm going to say you can get like two jars of them for 20 bucks at Costco. I'm, I am my mother's daughter at this moment. Very much so. But they're fucking expensive. And I feel like I only really buy them around the holidays because it's a special treat to put into my whiskey drinks around Christmas time. Um, I do believe that, yes, when you're thinking, should they have them? I think at World Market Cost mm-hmm. Plus, mm-hmm. I think you can find Luxardo, Marasca cherries. And like, guys, don't be, don't get sticker shock because they really aren't cheap when you want the real, real thing, deal, which, real deal, which we're talking about at the moment. Um, so basically, um, this is crazy because the Luxardo and, um, Maraschino's and the Luxardo brand is from a family with the last name of Luxardo who brought this cherry into like coveted existence. Um, and so like if, if you, if the name Luxardo is, uh, you know, kind of like the first time you're hearing it, I'm telling you, they are sort of like, the name in the game, they are sort of the uh, gold standard of what a delicious maraschino, real marasca the cherry. Oh, geez, guys. Yes. I love yes, that we're yes, like, yes. Luxardo. Like, we're um, totally like Keanu Reevesing it right now. And if you're also thinking as a bartender or someone working in a restaurant with a really good cocktail list, like, yes, they also make a maraschino liqueur called Luxardo. Yummy. If you're, yeah, if you're thinking of the bottle, um, it's that green bottle wrapped in a hand-plated straw. Like, it's kind of wild and, like, old-timey looking. Um, it's, that's because it hasn't changed the way it's looked for almost 200 years. I love this. Um, and Luxardo uh, liqueur is usually in the drinks um, known as aviation, mm-hmm. a Hemingway daiquiri, and the last word, which... It's been a minute since I've had one of those. Oh, I had a Hemingway daiquiri last week when we all had way too many tiki drinks together. And it definitely came with a Luxardo <laughs> cherry on it. Oh, my God. Andrea, I, I felt like such shit after our tiki <laughs> drinks last week. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Um, Okay. So basically, like, um, the maraschino cherries, because they're, like, like, it's just not what you're thinking. We're going to get on to, like, the sort of bastardized, you know, uh, large produced version that are affordable which we all come to know and love which are its own thing in its own right you know Mm -hmm. it's sort of like in soft serve versus real ice cream Mm -hmm. right um but so like real original maraschino cherries they are like they melt in your mouth because they've practically like they're caramelized they're caramelized like they have like collapsed in their own like they're like i'm too good for this world you know and like collapse in and on himself, they're so dark that they're almost sort of like get to be like a deep wine color black. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. So, and the liqueur itself was basically, you know, like Luxardo was a pharmacist. So like, you you know, in the 18th century, so we're talking like even like a Coca-Cola or like a Dr. Pepper, how they were just putting like cocaine and soda and drinking it. You know, <laughs> it was meant and known to have medicinal properties. Um you know, from its specific birthplace, birthplace, which is Zara or Zadar, which is was in uh, Dalmatia, which is now Croatia. So this and that was under the okay. Venetian Republic, which is why it's Italian. So everything was like ruled by Italy at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Indeed. Um, so yeah, so the Luxardo family really brought this to the forefront. Uh, seven generations, um, almost two centuries. Basically, they have uh, five product lines and then these cherries that they're really, really known for. But the whole thing basically almost disappeared during World War II. Um, basically, their distillery, which was uh, in Terreglia, Terreglia, Italy, pardon mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. Um, basically... Uh, it was leveled. It leveled, like I was going to say. I'm like, God, it's so sensitive yeah. right now, it especially in Ukraine, but leveled. bombed a shit. Bombed mm-hmm. a shit, dude. And then, like, people Needless running off. fucking yep. bullshit. Mm-hmm. I know. We'll just say know, that. Ruining fucking ancient, like, just... Years and years and years worth of like amazing work. So like, yes, very much hitting home right now. Or like, oh, you know, same stuff happening. It's so it's I know it's like when you think about this, it's like you're you're bombing culture and history and heritage. I won't get into it. That's not what this podcast's about. Yeah, but yeah, basically, um, so the the. The factory gets leveled. Um, and, then, and then the family perishes. It, They're kidnapped. They, they and- perishes, right? It sounds like they got like offed by God, like bad players during World War II. Mm-hmm. And then only so one brother from the Luxardo family survives, Giorgio Luxardo. Um, he basically fled the area, traveled 130 miles away. By they, rowboat. They, by by rowboat. rowboat along like a treacherous coast. Um, so he ended up 30 miles east of Venice, uh, far away enough from major city centers so he wouldn't risk being bombed again trying to rebuild the Luxardo brand and way of life. It had enough water, which was a big need, so it was known for its hot springs, and it had the right pH balance for optimal cherry flavor. Love it, love it. Um, but basically, like, uh, someone ran off with their like guarded recipe book and he was able to like find it, bring it back with him. But the area that they were known for, obviously the specific cherry, there were none in this area. So he had found out that professors from the university of Florence years before had visited the orchards in Zara. And he was like, could they have perhaps taken a small sapling cherry tree, went to fucking find the guy, found some trees, was able to grow them (laughs) again, which is fucking crazy. We almost did not know what a maraschino cherry was post-World War II. Um, But it it takes four years for the tree to fully mature and to produce fruit. Uh, Another four for the liquor to fully mature. Um, so basically, we're talking like a 10-year process to bring the cherries back, back to business. Very, very but in the meantime, he made a shit ton of liqueur. He's making all this triple crazy sec, stuff. He's making gin. Oh, yeah, baby. He's making all sorts of shit. Not just without cherries, you know? And there's still even, like, in in the family um, factory, there is still even a barrel still in use from almost 200 years ago. And there are three generations of Luxardo still working there. And there is a museum all about the Maraschino cherry um, in Terreglia. So that's blah, blah, blah. Anyways, it's crazy. So that's, like, the real story of, like, the actual beautiful, harder-to-find, like, when you see a jar that's $10, do -hmm. yourself a favor and buy it. Buy it, buy it. Cheers to that and cheers to that story. Let's pause for a break, huh? Yeah, let's pause for a quick break. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. 
Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we're back. So we've learned all about the maraschino cherry, the ancient ways of making it. So just think, importing these little babies to the USA was considered a luxury, okay? It was fucking expensive, still is today. Even France produced knockoff versions using dyes and sugars. And so the craze to these cherries became so fierce that batches were reported, like basically bathtub ginning. People are like making yes. bum bunk batches <laughs> of these cherries and using sulfur and then to brine them in noxious chemical brines for sure red dyes made from coal tar basically like poison shit is like being used to make these knockoff maraschino cherries and hang on to that thought real quick right so these noxious sort of like teenage mutant ninja turtle <laughs> barrels of sludge <laughs> with maraschino cherries like that's still how they're made today and in Gowanus, brooklyn where i lived for years on end one of the big um industrial factory sites was maraschino cherries and so they'd be out on the streets and they would spill over and i swear to god before I knew what was happening, I thought it was a crime scene where like mafia had like <laughs> fucking stuffed dead bodies into some barrels because there's just red sludge all over the ground. Oh my in God. Brooklyn. And then I found out it was a maraschino cherry plant. Wow. Anyways, true story. That gives me like Batman, like Tim Burton, Batman, <laughs> like Joker being dunked into a tank of chemical waste vibe so hard right now. Okay. So even though <laughs> this is basically kind of poison that's being produced, and we all know that like food dyes back in the day were like not good for the body, people are still popping them in their fucking mouths Ugh. left and right. Da doy. People are flipping out over these cherries. And like women are known to have imbibed more during the time in cocktails because they were basically like the best like cocktail bling you could get out there. I mean, can we stop for a minute and appreciate what our idea of a maraschino cherry, like we can, we just picture it, you smell it, mm -hmm. then like pop it into your mouth. It's a real specific like mm -hmm. three bite situation. Mm -hmm. It's such a weird, you, you, it's, I feel elated, weirded out and guilty all at once when I eat them. They're Fully very agree. bizarre. Yeah. Fully agree. Um, so imitations became so abundant of the maraschino cherry that the FDA had to make an official statement on what constitutes the real thing. Fucking <laughs> FDA always being the turd in the punch bowl. I, but people were basically like, you know, there were articles coming out that was like, these imposters are an atrocity to the food world. How dare you? Yeah, like, there was a lot. There was a yeah, lot. Yeah, but Amer Americans are like, we like American cheese, so fuck you. I know, right? And of course, you know, we, so we talked about in past episodes, when you're getting things imported, you're not getting the best batch of scent. Like, they're keeping those for themselves. So, oh, yeah, baby. So this craze ramped up, and then that prompted cherry production to amp up in the U.S., specifically because, like, they were saying American cherries were, like, too mushy and, like, couldn't really do the job. Um, so Oregon started growing tons of cherries. And in 1925, an Oregon horticulturalist named 
Ermin uh, Weigand. Ernest Weigand. 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 So he discovered that by omitting alcohol, which had to happen because we were in prohibition at the time. Okay. So, and then you, so you're taking that out as, as far as like what you're soaking it in. It's just sugary, shitty dye, right? Red sugar water, basically, mm. and whatever, maybe almond and vanilla flavoring, things like that. And then basically adding a calcium salts to the brine. So that's what keeps the cherries looking plump and juicy and gives it that like preserved and like, formaldehyde look. Oh, preserved forever. I guarantee you could eat a maraschino cherry from the 40s. Oh, yeah. It would, that's it actually, still- <laughs> yeah, that's actually not. That's probably true. That's probably as long as they're not like if they're in a jar, probably not in a tin can. No, 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 no. So yeah, so yeah. Then you're just like, and that is basically the recipe that is still used today, producing the maraschino monster that we all know and love, the Frankenstein, if you will. You know, oh, yes, of, of bar fruits, <laughs> the American bastard version of a maraschino cherry. Do you remember? Um, because I know we're going to talk about how, like, you know, with cocktail culture and obviously a resurgence to how things were properly done and all that shit. But, like, the first time at the Long Room in Chicago. Yes. When I, when I had a Manhattan and had brandy-soaked cherries. Like, Oh yeah. yeah, baby. Those and were I like was, the shit. We were like, give us more, please. That's a different kind of cherry. Were they Luxardos or they was might it different? have been Luxardo nope. or something different? And then I remember we met. We made Bad Dog Tavern. We made Fisher get them for us at work, yes. and, so, and we just ate them left and right. And they were. He was like, those things are really expensive. You need to like back off. But it was the biggest treat I've ever had. Uh, those oh little cherries God. and I still will like fish them out of other people's cocktails if they're not going to eat them you know I'm the, I, I'm that bitch I don't fuck around with my Luxardos um, but what's interesting is because you know the cocktail culture has changed like for the better and now we're seeing the real deal back there it's almost it's like you're, but we're never going to say goodbye to the shitty Americanized version you know like those are those are still those are the old standard, even though they're the new standard. But the old standards back. It's very confusing. It's very very confusing. But what are we gonna top an ice cream sundae with? You know what I mean? Like I, when I get a pina colada, I expect a fucking maraschino cherry in it. There's 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 a time and a place. With me and my new sober lifestyle, when I order a Shirley Temple, I fucking expect a maraschino cherry in an orange like slice of my eight drink. Eight of them actually. And can you bring more cherries on the side? Thank you, my parents are letting me do whatever I want um, tonight. I, I, I think the moral of the story is the real thing and the American thing both have an important place in mm-hmm. our service industry lives. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. it's really fucking fun to know the difference and to know the history because it turns out, Andrea, you and I are nerds. Mm-hmm. Turns out we're super nerds. And we hope you guys have nerded out with us in this first episode, our first add-on, if you will. That we have, we have, we have accumulated, we have put together, we have fashioned for you today. The yes, cherry indeed. on top. Woo, baby. Um, we will be back with another add-on next week. Godspeed. Good tips. <laughs>